Are you ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Henninger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Cosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together they form the At Odds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the At Odds Podcast. I am your host, Brian Hemminger, joined today by my wonderful co-host, Brandon Sharples, who disagrees with me on just about everything. Now, we have a great show in store for you guys today. We'll be talking uh, the Final Four for NCAA Tournament. We'll be talking Major League Baseball opening day. We'll be talking uh, sports dynasties. Are they good? Are they bad? Uh, We're going to have some uh, honest opinions there, and then we're going to have some story time. And then, of course, we'll have the rant of the week. We'll have uh, Hem's Gems and and Brandon's Bets, uh, all your favorite segments coming back. So without further ado, uh, let's bring in my trusty co-host, Brandon Sharples. Brandon, how you doing today, man? Pretty good. How you doing, folks? I'm your handsome co-host, Brandon Sharples. Um, Pretty interesting week. Uh, Hemi, did you have a good week? Yeah, uh, probably the the best thing that happened to me was I finally finished Mass Effect, so I don't have to play it anymore. Um, it's for people that don't know, it's just it's an Xbox game. I think it's on PlayStation or whatever too. But um, regardless, it's very. I'm, I'm a completionist, so when I start something, I, I try to just go at it hard until it's done. If you remember last week, I went, I played that that fucking game for 18 straight hours. Um, but I finally finished it on Monday, so um, it's over and done with. Uh, I thought, even though I spent probably 60 hours playing it since I bought it, I don't even think it's that good of a game. Uh, there's there's a lot of shit involved in it that, that that I didn't like. Like, the animations weren't very good. Like, they took you out of out of the story a little bit. The story itself was okay. And then they, they, they tried to cram a lot of social justice shit down your throat like all all the people in the freaking universe were female like all the leaders of all the factions it seemed were female like they're just trying to do women's empowerment and all the bad guys were dudes um didn't matter alien human whatever they it just seemed like every bad guy was a was a dude (laughs) like and the people had like all the chicks had like weird hair some had like just lesbian butch cuts and I don't, it just, it took me, it took me out of the game. It really did. But I mean, the story itself was fine, but I did not like the shit they tried to cram into it, but I'm done with it now. I'll probably play some multiplayer because some of my uh, buddies will play the multi, play the multiplayer. It's kind of like horde mode, but I'm probably just over and done with that game for now. I'll move on to something else. What about you? Well, I tell you what, I'm not going to spend 60 hours on some shit I think is mediocre. I'll tell you that much. Jesus. Hey, but you know what, dude? I am glad that you didn't go into kidney failure <laughs> or shit yourself. Yeah, it was, while it you're was getting bad, man. It hours. was getting bad. Um, no, you know, I had a pretty interesting week. Uh, a couple things. Uh, I had to go into Walmart two times in one fucking day. So imagine the things that you see at Walmart, people with... Abnormal clothing, abnormal everything. But uh, 
biggest thing. I, I have a son. His name's Grayson. And I just found out my child support payments on this child is going to be $648 a, a month for one kid. So that's going to be pretty exciting. So let me uh, give a word of advice to the listeners. Stay the fuck away from Tinder. Do you know what happens when you go to Tinder? You get your dick burnt and you end up with a child. That's what happened with me. Okay. So those, are, are you those, admitting those, uh, you have an STD? <laughs> I could from this. I don't know. You never know. Ladies, <laughs> stay away from me. No, just kidding. I'm clean as a whistle, but I have a child and now I have to spend a million dollars on them. But listen to me. Stay the fuck away from Tinder. Those beautiful tan women. Yeah. Those are chicken heads. Those are those. those the voluptuous ass and tits. It's just a it's just a distraction to get you. Don't do it. Stay away from Tinder. Meet a girl in church. That's all I gotta say. I just saved your life. Wrap it up too. Yeah. Uh, get, get some <laughs> hemi condoms, right? Government issue. Oh yeah. One eyed jack. If I, yeah, if I had a good one eyed jack, or you know what I mean, or a one pigskin condom from the government, maybe I wouldn't have to. You know, pay this woman who's living off the government. But you know, it is what it is. I, I I made a mistake, but you know, he's cool. He's a cool kid, so he gets what he gets what he gets. But uh, yeah, government condoms are a must. Everybody subscribe to Hemi's Condom Factory. <laughs> yeah, I got more coming in the mail any day now. Uh, now, uh, this takes us to. Uh, the biggest sports story that's been going on uh, this past week, we have the NCAA tournament still going on. Uh, final, they're down to the final four, and I got to say, this might have been my most embarrassing bracket in history. I didn't even get one fucking team right out of the Elite Eight. It was <laughs> brutal. <laughs> All right, listen to my Elite Eight and then just make and laugh, okay? I had Villanova and SMU out of the East. I had Notre Dame, Arizona out of the West. I had Butler, UCLA out of the South and Purdue, Michigan out of the Midwest. I got, I got absolutely destroyed dead last in my bracket that I was in out of like 60 people. I mean, it, I didn't fare much the better. Biggest waste I, of 10 bucks of my life. <laughs> I, I got three elite eight teams right this year. I got one team in the final four. I, I did get Oregon in there. Um, that was lucky. I'm lucky to get that. So I made I made a lot of mistakes on this bracket. Yeah, I think I think yeah. mistake number one was having three Pac-10 teams or Pac-12 teams in the Final Four. Yeah, well, they're playing balls but, out. I mean, you, yeah. your mistake was you you went with fucking the Big Ten, which is probably the shittiest. Yeah, power I should have known better. I mean, I'll admit they did surprise to get in, up to the Sweet 16 round. I mean, they were had the same amount of teams as any other uh, league. And and Michigan did take Oregon down to the wire. I mean, that was super fucking close. I really thought that they were going to pull it off. But, hey, you know, what? I mean, Purdue, what, what, Purdue got fucking stomped uh, by Kansas. And then uh, Wisconsin. What hap- what, yeah, what happened with that game? What happened with that? Yeah, they, Tell me. Wisconsin didn't do so hot against Florida. So No, they did. Yeah. But what happened? How'd that, how'd that game end, Hemi? Which one? Fucking, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how Wisconsin game ended. Florida uh, blew a twelve like, point. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Let me let me explain this. All they right. They 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 were up by twelve. Florida was up by twelve. Blew that lead. Gave up a three point play to go to send it to overtime. Almost blew overtime. And then guess what? They they drove that bitch down the court and hit a monumental 
three-pointer to win the game. I was in a bar in Toledo going ape shit, jumping up and down, screaming. Everybody around me was all pissy about it because they loved Wisconsin because they got a couple of Toledo boys on the team. But it was pretty exciting. I went crazy. I, I lost my voice for a little bit and chugged some beers. So that was exciting. Nope. SEC was that, this game, was that shot up. bigger? Was that shot bigger, or did you think uh, the North Carolina versus UCLA shot was bigger? Or, or I mean, North Carolina Kentucky shot was bigger. Well, the North Carolina Kentucky shot was bigger because it sent them to the Final Four. But yeah. if you're going to go from dramatics, I honestly think the Florida one. That's not even being a homer. That was a crazy shot. They had they had four seconds left. They had to drive the entire length of the court. He sprinted up, and basically he was he was. Had so much momentum, he jumped at the he jumped at the three point line and he landed on the foul line pretty much. And that's, you know <laughs> what I mean when he shot it. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So uh, and dude, the place went nuts. And I saw some Wisconsin fans in the stands, like basically about to puke. That was exciting because I I love when any any Big Ten fan decides that they feel like shit. But it was awesome because the SEC man they they basically announced themselves as a basketball conference. They got the, you know, top to bottom, they got some of the best coaches in the entire country. And uh, Arkansas played, a, you know, they won. They ran into they ran into North Carolina in the second round, but they almost beat them. Um, you know, Florida made to lead eight again per, per usual. Uh, they, they've had a pretty nice streak of uh, uh, strings of elite eight and final fours over the last decade. Uh, Kentucky, you know, basically they should have been in the final four. They're a better team than North Carolina. South Carolina, fucking Cinderella in the, in the final yeah. four. I mean, it's almost like they're, they're just willing. They're just willing them t- themselves into the title game. Like I could see them beating Gonzaga just straight on sheer will and determination. So that would be pretty sweet. But but you know, SEC baby, SEC. Yeah, so they're the, not. They're taking over I'll basketball. Admit it, and, I'll admit it yeah. today. SEC better than Big Ten this year in basketball. Oh yeah. Now, do in you, every sport. Who, yeah. Who do you have winning separate. it all now? Because all of our original predict predictions went out the fucking crapper. I mean, I had Villanova winning repeating and they lost in the second round. So uh, I'm I'll probably going to be horribly wrong, but I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say Gonzaga. I just said Gonzaga. Oh, you did too. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, rooting yeah. for South Carolina though, because Cinderella, man. Well, well, yeah, I'm rooting for South Carolina because it's, an even SEC though I'm not an SEC guy, I love rooting for the low seeds. If you can get South Carolina to win a national title, that means in the last decade, you have Florida, Kentucky, and now South Carolina, three different teams winning a, nat- a natty. So it'd be nice for South, Car- South Carolina to win that. But I think Gonzaga's got the best squad now because they're so big and they can shoot. They got good defense. I don't care what North Carolina has done. I, I'm just never going to be sold on that team. I don't like them. I don't want them to win. I hope Oregon beats them and I hope South Carolina wins. But if not, I got Gonzaga. My, my, my heart says Gonzaga is going to win it. It's time for Gonzaga. You know what I mean? They've been yeah. there so many times. Like they had that stretch where they just came out of nowhere and made the sweet 16, like back to back years. And ever since then, they've been amazing. And, and they've been a one seed a couple times now it's time. They haven't won it all. They've, they've barely even made, is this their first final four? I can't remember. Yeah. The yeah, only team so. that's ever been to a Final Four is uh, uh, North Carolina. Oregon won the very first ever national championship, but there's only eight teams in that entire tournament. Yeah, that doesn't even count. Yeah, that was like in the 30s, so that doesn't and even count. And that's like me. all white dudes. They didn't even let black yeah, it's all, it's all white. Yeah, it's all white dudes, like, you know, potty shot and fucking three free throws. Like, just such a, you know, the center is probably like 5'9". 
There's a bunch of squirrely fucking pussies running around with a fucking pumpkin. <laughs> so that's all I think. I got to get your opinion though. What 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 happens with uh, Lonzo Ball? I mean, he's your boy, UCLA. I mean, you picked them to do uh, pretty big things, and they went down. I think from a, I think from a I think from a talent. Yeah, I think from like an overall skill set, um, with you know where he's at now and and where he could be, I still would take him number one overall in the NBA draft. I think he's gonna be a hell of a point guard. He'll probably be you know he'll be a perennial All Star. I mean, look at the point guards now. Lonzo Ball is better than John Wall. Or, you know, when Tyreek Evans came out, he was the rookie of the year. Um, you know, he's better than than him. He's better than pretty much any of the point guards that you see dominating college right now, or dominating NBA right now. He's better than all of them were in college. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's going to transition well. He's playing that non-selfish ball, which is, like, big right now. You know, the only person that's selfish is Russell Westbrook. But he kind of has to be because that team's shit, and he has to basically carry him to win. But other than that, you know, everybody else's assists are up and stuff. So I think Lonzo Ball is the number, the number one player in the draft. I like him. Yeah. Now, I got to say, uh, speaking of Lonzo Ball, I'm sure you heard his his dad is out there shopping a reality show for his family. Uh, you got Lonzo, who's about to, to make the leap to the NBA, but he's got two kids that are in high school right now. Like, just think of the shit that we pulled in high school, what it would have been like if we had a reality show. I mean, we'd be we'd be fucking legends, right? Oh, my God. If they, <laughs> if they had a camera crew following my squad around in high school, oh, my God. It, we, we would have been the number one show in America. They would have been yeah. following us around like crazy. We did the stupidest shit. Oh, my God. You know yeah, what? Like, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, if, if they were following around the basketball team, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have probably been on American Idol. Uh, we had this ritual on away games. If we want, if we lost our away game, you had to be dead silent on the way back. Um, like you weren't allowed to talk the whole bus ride back. The cheerleaders are in the back. The, the, the JV teams there, the, the varsity team, it's just dead silence. You just had to sit there in, in reflection, embarrassed that you couldn't, couldn't win the game. But, I mean, if we won, uh, some of my teammates discovered that I had uh, some rap skills. And I knew uh, Wild Wild West uh, by Will Smith. And I would get to bust out Wild Wild West on the way back, on the bus ride back. So, I mean, it was cheering sections. I mean, I was – it was mainly embarrassing for myself, but I did it for the good of the team. It was it was a lot of fun, and it got it got the spirits up. At least I thought it. How, how many how many years ago was that? Uh, that was oh four or oh three oh four. So uh, like yeah, thirteen years four, fourteen years ago. Thirteen fourteen years ago. I bet you forgot them lyrics, huh? Dude, I didn't. Is water wet? I fucking know those lyrics. Wiki wow, wiki wiki wow, wiki wiki wow wow west. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this six gunning, this brother running, this Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damn girl that's in this dress, be out of that dress when she meets Jim West. 
roughnecks who don't check the law and abide. Watch your step, reflect, or get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride, don't let your lips react. Don't want to see my hand where my hips be at. Artemis, from the start of this, fun in the game. James West, taming the West, so remember the name. Now who you gonna call, not the GB. Now who you gonna call, G-double-A-D. You have a riff with either one of us. Break out before you get bum rushed. Oh, okay. Dude. So everybody just what? basically heard that fire ass Wild Wild West beat the whole. <laughs> <laughs> you are Uzi Vert. You're you're that shitty rap that we hear these days. That's what we heard from you just now. <laughs> I was fucking busting rhymes, man. Ah, dude. <laughs> All right, you can one up me, I'm sure. Uh, what did you did you pull off some crazy shit that you're glad uh, the cameras weren't rolling? Are you kidding me? I mean, shit. Oh, man. I remember one time we had some people over at my house, and this is when I, this is when we were like 15, 16 years old, and I remember my brother brought us over some like beer and some shit that, you know, nobody else really wanted to drink, like some like Mike's Hard Lemonades and shit like that. I remember we were getting all hammered, and I remember my brother threw one out in the middle of the yard and tossed this shit like 50 yards out and he said go out there and fight for it and me and a certain friend of mine sprinted out to the middle of my yard and he got there first and, and I was kind of you know I was buzzing and I decked his ass <laughs> I knocked him almost out completely I did I, de- I decked my friend for a Mike's Hard Lemonade when I was 15 years old chugged that bitch I remember at the end of the night man my brother's friend like shaved his eyebrow off and cut his fucking bangs off <laughs> What the fuck? We had, we actually <laughs> did film some of our shenanigans. I don't know if you remember this. Like, a uh, kid Seth Ryder would had a, had a video recorder, and we we pulled off some stupid shit. And some of it is on video. One of them was uh, the milk chugging contest. I'm sure you've heard. Uh, the basic theory is that you can't drink a gallon of milk in an hour without throwing up. Now, yeah, theory. Yeah. Yeah, we, I don't know why, but that was like a big thing for like a little bit. And we were like, we wanted to put put it to the test. So we like went to the store, picked up like 14 to 20 half gallons of milk. Like everybody put in like a special order. Some people wanted 2%. Some people uh, wanted chocolate milk. I wanted skim milk. And then we just all got around like a bucket in case shit went down. (laughs) And we decided we were going to chug some milk like just typical stupid ass high school shit. But I remember I, I got, I don't know. There's just, so for some reason I'm able to open up my throat and I can drink things really fast. And I down. No, oh, yeah. First, but you could motherfucker. I, I can. I can. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I downed down the first, <laughs> I downed the first half gallon in about 18 seconds. And like people like did spit takes when I said I was done and they couldn't believe it. And here's what I should have done. If I'm smart, I wait 55 minutes, let that shit settle. And then I go again and I probably would have been able to pull it off. And then I would have been a legend, but no, I'm stupid. Yeah. So I immediately start drinking the second half gallon and I'm obviously the first person to throw up and I just, hurl right into the the bucket and I take a break and by that point everybody's starting to throw up 
and I, I, I'm just, you know, I want to at least finish the second half gallon, even if I'm puking my guts out. And I start drinking it, and I lean over, start throwing up, and motherfucking Pat Lockwood fucking hurls, pukes right on the back of my head. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> and he did it on purpose, too. He did it on purpose. I knew he did it on purpose. And so I go in, clean up, and I'm pissed. And I'm trying to think of what I can do to, to get back at Pat. And it, it hits me. I'm, I'm going to get him to drink puke. Uh, so somebody rolls up, like one, like Justin Lang or somebody or Derek Gerber. It was Colin Tong. And Pat goes over and talks to him and leaves his, his milk jug behind. And it was chocolate milk. So, and it's like half full. So I dunk it in the puke. And by this point, I mean, this bucket is just loaded with puke. And, and I let a good amount of puke get back into that. Into God, that, that fucking that word puke. And gross. I wipe it off. And then I just yell out, hey, Pat. Are you going to finish your, your 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 half gallon or are you a pussy? And he perks up and he just goes, I ain't no pussy. And he runs back, starts slamming the half gallon of puke. And then all of a sudden, like his eyes like bulge and he just stops and then he just goes, ah, ah, there's, there's chunks in it. <laughs> Fucking cottage cheese, buddy. So, yeah, he puked on me, but I got him back. I got him to drink puke. So that's and that is that is actually on video. If I'm so glad that that was not posted on the internet, it's out there somewhere though. One of these days, it's going to surface. Like if I run for office, that that'll that'll pop up of me getting puked on, and and getting another dude to drink puke, and then heavy, my heavy. campaign will be over. Hey, let, let, let's be real. You will never run for office because you sit on your ass for 20 hours playing video games all fucking day. You will, will never be healthy enough to run for office with your fucking <laughs> blood clots in your thighs. But listen, I love Pat. He's funny. I got a story about Pat. I do have a story about Pat. So my brother, <laughs> my brother and his friends, uh, they made me and Pat stick two lawn chairs at the end of my driveway stick like a case of beer in between the lawn chairs and we, and they took a towel and they wrote free sluts on the towel and duct tape. And they stuck me and Pat, me and Pat had to take our shirts off and we wore like these short ass shorts. We put on our Nikes, put on a bra, stuffed it full of washcloth. And we had to sit at the end of the driveway with our legs crossed. And my brother made us do this shit. So that wasn't good enough for them. <laughs> so, I lived outside of town, guys, so this is like a couple-mile run. They made me and Pat get out the chairs, and they made us run from my house to downtown Oak Harbor, Ohio. And they were following us in the car, honking their horn, going slow as shit, like cars had to pass them and everything. Just honking their horn, and we're sprinting down the fucking road, sprinting down the sidewalks, wearing a bra stuffed with, like, washcloths and short-ass shorts. And we're carrying this towel in between us that says free sluts. And we're running down the down the fucking street. We have cars honking at us. We make it downtown to Sunoco Station. And we run into a couple, like, high school people. And I'll never forget that uh, Nick Snare, 
he he looked at Pat and he's like, you know you're a fucking faggot, right? And Pat goes, I don't give a fuck. You want some free pussy? <laughs> and get this shit. <laughs> N- yeah, Nick Snare called him a faggot, but Nick Snare wound up gay. So it was like, it was like it was just kind of ironic to me. It's super ironic. But yeah, Pat asked him if he wanted some free pussy, and we turned around. And we had to sprint back. And they finally picked us up in the car once we got back to basically McDonald's. So like, could you imagine, like, you know, these old women just seeing this towel with, like, electrical tape with this free sluts, and we're, like, sitting there in our bras. This is in 2017 with all the trannies and shit. This is fucking, you know, 2002, where everybody was still closeted. So this is a major deal, apparently. Yeah, especially at Oak Harbor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, man, oh, we, man. I, had a, I had this apartment when I was there. And, and still in high school, my, my mom paid for this apartment so I can live there so I can keep going to school with my friends, you know, finish out where I started. And we had this party. We ended up getting busted. And I remember we I got pulled into the principal's office that Monday, you know, asking what was going on, you know, why did you have this party, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I was wearing this pink Abercrombie shirt that had a, like a fucking horse on it that said stud, stud farm. <laughs> like She's like, what's up with that shirt? You think you're gonna? You think you can stud yourself out? Maybe we should have him turn this inside out. Mister Freeze is like, nah, that's not. That's fine. That's fine. But I remember that was some, <laughs> that was some pretty interesting shit. I got I got some pretty funny stories. I'll tell you. Yeah, that was that was some good times. And thankfully, uh, you know, Levar Ball wasn't our dad and having a documentary going. But oh, I have right, shit that like, I can't tell on air. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I I do too. So, all right, let's move on. We got a couple of things going on. Major League Baseball starting next week, opening day. I think Monday, uh, April second. So, I wanted we're gonna have so a little bit of a Major League Baseball talk. I think we want to get out who we think is gonna win each division. Maybe Cy Young, uh, MVP predictions. Um, so let, let's get it rolling. We have. Uh, a lot of shit to talk about with that. So who do you think is going to win each division in uh, the American league? And why? All right. Sure. Sure. Uh, I like obviously Boston Red Sox to win the AL East. They got Chris sale. They got Porcello, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see how their, uh, how their rotation plays out. Um, but you know that division. David Price is still he's still hurt. But if you know he comes back to full health, that that rotation is ridiculous. And uh, you know the the rest of the division. I mean, Toronto's got big bats, but they they lost Encarnacion. Um, Tampa Bay has amazing defense. Their outfield's ridiculous on defense, but they can't they can't swing the bat. They don't produce runs. Yankees are young, but they started to produce a little bit at the end of the year. So you could see Yan- I could see Yankees maybe sneaking up a little bit, and then you got the Orioles who are still a good team, but I. You know, I think uh, if I, in order of finish on that, at least I got Boston, um, Toronto, Yankees, uh, Baltimore, and then Tampa. I just don't think Tampa can score enough runs, but I think they're a decent squad. So that's my AL East. What about you? Uh, very similar. Uh, definitely Boston. I mean, they went out and they lost Big Poppy, but they gained Chris Sale. I mean, that's that's going to add so many more wins and then – um, I think that they'll still be just fine offensively. All those incredible young players are going to get a year older. Um, ben Intendi's the number one prospect in baseball. He'll probably be playing every day for the most part. 
uh, they're going to be really good. I think Pablo Sandoval, you know, we made fun of him for being a fat fuck on episode one, but he's actually in shape leading like all the spring training and RBIs. So Red Sox, definitely the team to beat. I think honestly, Yankees, Blue Jays, and uh, Orioles will all have winning records. Um, Yankees are going to be good. I, I mean, they got a lot younger, which is actually a good thing. I mean, they were hauling Mark Teixeira's, you know, old ass around and he's gone and, uh, they're, they're bringing in a lot of good young hitters. You know, Aaron judge is going to be cranking home runs, Gary Sanchez. So I think, I think the East is going to be very competitive, but Boston is just head and shoulders a little bit better than all of them. Um, I think Tampa Bay might be the, the worst team in the American league at the end of the year, by the t- maybe second worst. Uh, we'll get to that, but, um, yeah, so that, that's how I see the East rolling out. How about you with the the Central? Come on. You know you want to say it. I know it's going to kill you to say it. <sighs> that division sucks so bad that I have to choose <laughs> the Indians. So I'll give you they, the Indians. MLB The Show has Indians as the best team in all of baseball this year. What the fuck ever. Anyway, um, Indians are tough. I'm not getting into them. You can. But... <laughs> Uh, I got Detroit second, uh, just by default because they have a pretty decent. They got a pretty decent rotation at the top. Still don't have a good bullpen, but then they, you know, they got some bats that can swing it for sure, like Kinsler and Miggy and uh, JD, all that shit. So I, I like I like them to be two. Kansas City three. I like Chicago White Hat Sox four, and Twins are horrible, so they can go five. Oh, I think uh, Twins will be better than the White Sox. I mean, the White Sox traded away everybody. I mean, all they pretty much have left is Jose Abreu. I mean, they lost Adam Eaton. They lost Chris Sale. Um, I think they're going to be brutal this year. They're so young. I mean, they have a good farm system from trading away all those dudes, but yeah. they're not even going to be close to competitive. I think the White Sox I mean, will be the worst you, team. You, you make some compelling arguments there, but to be quite honest with you, I just don't care who it's, who's the seller of the Central Division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Indians, yeah. Indians are going to be really good, man. I mean, they basically are bringing back everybody from last year except they replaced Mike Napoli with Edwin Encarnacion. So that's like 10 more home runs, like 20 more RBIs, and 60 less strikeouts. And then they also are having Michael Brantley back. He's killing the ball right now in spring training. He had another home run today. I think he's healthy, and you just add a guy that got third in the MVP like two years ago or three years ago to that lineup plus Edwin Encarnacion. I think the Indians are going to be – pretty nasty this year um so about the west i I think i have a guess on who uh you're gonna pick but we'll see (laughs) uh the west um in the west because they're the most talented team um i'll get into them in a second i got texas at top i got seattle uh number two i got houston number three uh angels number four and i got oakland number five um the rangers uh rangers you know they got Darvish back. He's actually going to be the open day starter, and um, he's they, from every report he's pitched well in uh, in spring ball. He's going to be good. He's going to be a Cy Young candidate in my opinion. And uh, you know he heads the rotation. They got Hamill, um, Perez has supposedly got good stuff. You know, like you like we talked about in the past. You know, you got to see it on the field, but you know from all the you know all the reports say he's good. Um, I like Matt Bush. You know, the former number one pick. Um, he switched to the bullpen last year, and I, he, I think he's going to have a really good year again. They got Andrew Kashner, 
Um, they, they upgraded the, they upgraded that, you know, they upgraded their starting pitching and, uh, you know, they're going to have Luke Roy for the whole season. Uh, their infield's got, you know, Beltre, he's going to be have a big bat. You know, he, he's getting, he's getting up there in age, you know, he's 37 years old, but he's still hitting home runs. He's still clutch. Uh, you know, Andrus, you know, he's going to be, he's a young player. They got a good, they just got a good young core. Odor is going to be good. They picked up Napoli at first base. Um, you know, he's going to be, everybody wanted to party in Napoli last year, you know, don't, don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't bash him now. So, you know, Profar is going to be coming in at, at, uh, somewhere in, in the infield, you know, you know, here and there, but you know, he's really one of the, he's a top prospect that just doesn't have a place yet. So outfield, they got a good outfield. They got Ryan Rua. He's, he's from Ohio and, uh, Mazzara, young cat, 21 years old, killed it last year. The, the shield's going to steal a bunch of bases. They lost uh, Desmond. They did. I couldn't believe they let Ian Desmond go, but they did. It is what it is. But Gallo, I mean, he's a huge bat, but he strikes out a shit ton. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens with that. But I like them. So what's your? I, know, I, I think they're they're going to be primed a little bit for regression. I th- I don't think they're going to have the same record they had last year. I think it'll be a little worse. So I think Houston might give them a run for their money. I still think Texas can make the playoffs. I think that they'll at least get one of the wild card spots. But I got Houston number one. And I think uh, the Angels are going to be dead last. Um, Oakland has a good young core. Angels, I mean, they just have no farm system whatsoever. And the only thing that's going to save them is if their pitching stays healthy. I mean, last year it was brutal. I mean, they had so many injuries. But I think uh, I got Houston one, Texas two, Seattle three, Oakland four, and then Angels. So what what about – who do you think is going to win the MVP this year for – American League. I got Miggy. Miggy. Miguel Cabrera. I think, crown. Gonna, I think he's going to have a, a hell of a year. I think he's going to have to carry Detroit, and I think he's going to have a bounce back. Even though he still had a solid-ass year, I'm not saying he didn't, but I think he's going to bounce back to win the win the uh, MVP again. So I like I like, uh, I like like Miggy to win that. Yeah. And Cy Young. And, uh, Cy Young, man. Uh, I'm going to take Tanaka. Tanaka. Ballsy. Yeah. I think, you know, I think he's going to have a good year. You know, I was going to say Mike Trout and just be a pussy, but I'm going to change my mind. I'm actually going to go Altuve for Houston. I mean, last year he showed some power potential out of nowhere. And I think, I mean, the dude just rakes. Bats in the upper 300s, now hits 20, 30 home runs, steals a shit ton of bases, plays great defense. I mean, he does it every, he does everything. So, and Everybody always wants to pick Mike Trout, but dude, your team is he's so overrated. Man, I do. I think he's overrated too. So he's overrated all right. as hell. Yeah, I mean, if let's he was good, his team would be good. Let's get let's all get right. into Mike Trout real quick, just real quick. All right, I think Mike Trout's overrated as fuck. It's not, and when my version of overrated is not bad. It's 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 in it's relative to where people place you on the pedestal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Mike Trout's considered some god, and and that whole saber matrix war shit. I don't even understand how his war is so fucking high. He does everything really good, but he does. I don't think he does anything really great. He never. Yeah, he's not like the best power hitter. He's not the best average guy. He's not the best stolen base guy. He's not the best defender. So I mean, he's he's just really good at everything. Yeah, which makes him a good ball player. So when you I say he's overrated, that that just is in relative terms of comparing him to like DiMaggio and shit. He's not, Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, people were seriously 
arguing that he should have won the MVP the year that Cabrera won the Triple Crown. Yeah, give me a why, that, that blew my mind. Was, that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, they have that whole, it's all this nerdy math shit. It's like eye test. Give me a break. Yeah. So okay, I went I went Altuve for MVP, and I'm going to go Chris Sale. I mean, he has been so close. He's been knocking on the door year after year with the White Sox, a super shitty team. And now he's on the Red Sox. He's going to win like 25 games this year if he stays healthy with that offense behind him. He's going to have a monster year. So I think uh, Chris Dale is going to run away with the Cy Young this year. Uh, what about nice. National League? Uh, I got the East. I got Washington with behind the Greek god, <laughs> Bryce Harper. He just looks like he's chiseled. He's chiseled in stone. He's a badass. I love I love Harper. I love everything about him. Dude, I you know what? I'm I'm a straight guy, but Harper's a handsome man. He's got flowing hair and big ass muscles and he cranks the fuck out of the ball. And I, he's got a sweet swing. I got a little man crush on Harper. I love I love Bryce Harper. He's funny as shit, dude. So I like it. I like his attitude. I like everything about Harper and I um I got Washington winning that. I got the Mets. Uh, second, um, I got Marlins going third. I think they play with a little bit of emotion. I think Philly's still kind of, you know, they're not all there yet. And then obviously Braves are horrible. We'll take them at last. So, all right, uh, I'm going to be almost the exact same thing. So I'm going to swap. I think uh, Philly's going to be the worst, and the Braves will be fourth. So Braves, Braves are young, but they've got some good, uh, good young core people that might turn into something. So I'll keep Philly's that got some pitching. Philly's got some yeah. pitching. So yeah, they do. yeah, there's that. But they also about, are stuck. Uh, yeah, stuck with some shitty contracts that they never really recovered from. Yeah. Now uh, Central. Yep. Cubbies. I got the, I got the Cubbies. I love the Cubbies. They're still they, they you know they're pretty much only improved except for at closer. But um, I got them. And I got Pittsburgh. Uh, then I got the Brewers. And then I got the Cardinals going fourth this year because I fucking hate them. I hate the fucking Cardinals. God damn it. I hate the Indians and I hate the Cardinals. Why do you hate I the Cardinals hate so much? Fucking overrated ass team. I have, you know what? They always take a they just always take these fucking bullshit players, somehow make the playoffs. And when they beat the Rangers in the World Series, they shouldn't even have fucking been there. It took a monumental collapse for them to even get into the playoffs. It just got hot at the right time. Another one of those hot at the right time teams, probably the eighth best team in fucking baseball and won the World Series that year. I just can't stand that shit. And they got whack fans. They got a couple of whack fans I can't stand. So I don't like the Cardinals. And I'll, I will push that right now. So fuck them. They're at four. And then I got the Reds at five just because they suck. Understandable. Yeah, I got to have the Cubs repeat uh, Central Division. Easy. And I'm going to piss you off. I'll say the Cardinals come in second. I mean, they're just always good. It doesn't matter. Um, I think the the Pirates are regressing a little bit. Um, I think they'll come in third. And then I'll go Reds last. And, yeah. So, okay. And then last but not least, NL West. Let's hear it. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers behind that pitching staff. And then they got – I'll take the Giants, obviously. I like the Rockies, man. I think the Rockies could sneak up to the two spot. If I'm going to be quite honest with you, but I'll take them at three. I got Diamondbacks at four and Padres at five. That sounds about right. Uh, I think uh, Dodgers, Giants. I mean, that's. I think they both make it again. 
I mean, those guys, they're always in the playoffs at this point. They're always good. Um, they both have insane aces. So leading them and they'll, they'll be fine. I think, uh, all right. Now, who do you have, uh, early on, but, uh, who you got for your MVP Cy Young? Oh, dude, Kershaw. If Kershaw mm-hmm. is healthy, he Kershaw to me is the best pitcher I've ever seen. And I love like Pedro Martinez or Andy Johnson, but Kershaw is the best pitcher of all time in a, in a, in a tight window. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think Kershaw is the best pitcher ever. Um, I love everything about him. Um, so if he's healthy, I don't see how he doesn't win it. That's pretty much given it to me. And then I, for my MVP, um, I'm going with Harper. I think Harper has a, a bounce back season. I think he hit about 50 home runs this year. That'd be pretty. I, sick. I do. I, yeah, he's. I think. He, I think uh, it's gonna be between him and like um, Aaron Nato. Um, oh, you're not Rocky. even. You think Chris Bryant has a sophomore slump? Not a slump. Not well. a slump. But I just don't think he's. You know, he had an amazing year. I mean, if he, he's gonna be up there, definitely. But I like Harper. I'm, I'm all. I'm all in on Harper. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to say Chris Bryant again. I'm going to be boring. I made some surprise picks with my American League, but National League, I'm going Kershaw and Chris Bryant, I think, straight up. Uh, I think Max Scherzer will give Kershaw a run for his money. I mean, he won it last year, but that was also because Kershaw got hurt. So, But if Kershaw stays healthy, yeah, he has to win it. I mean, he's just that good. All right. Uh, last but not least, who you got uh, winning each uh, American League and National League? Who you got winning it all? I got the Cubbies winning winning again um, for obvious reasons. They're just still loaded. And then I got Texas winning the AL. Shocker. Shocker. And and then I got I got uh, Cubs beating Texas. Because Texas have, is a fucking choke artist piece of shit. That yeah, is I know this is going to come system. as a shock. This is going to come as a shock. But I have the Indians winning it all and facing the Dodgers. Yeah, and uh, I'm, that, that's my dream. I have an uncle, uh, a great uncle that lives out in uh, California, and if the Indians actually face the Dodgers, I will fly out to California and watch uh, Indians Dodgers with him, whether it's at the park or just with him, because he's fucking cool as hell. Yeah, you've been. How many parks have you been to? Um. I've been to about 12. I've actually already been to Dodger Stadium. I went there when I was in, like, sixth grade. We went on a trip to California. We went to a Dodgers game. I got to see Pedro Martinez pitch. So, jealous. (laughs) He was with the Expos at the time. Who's, like, your surprise player that to kind of come on this year? I think uh, Freddie Freeman from the Braves becomes an MVP candidate this year. I think he'd be really good. I mean, he kind of That's broke good. out last year, and this year, I think he explodes. How about you? Um, hitter, I think. Uh, yeah, let me get a thing here. I like Corey Seager. Yeah. He's a shortstop from uh, Dodgers, for those that don't know. And uh, I think he could I think he could have a pretty good year this year. And pitcher uh, Julio Urias. There you go. Dodgers as well. He's a young cat. Got him, I got 20? him on my fantasy keeper league. So yeah, he's twenty, so he's young. He throws fire, so I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a big time pl- uh, player this year. So that's my two. Nice. All right, well, I think that's about everything we had for for baseball. Oh, we did have one more thing. 
opening weekend, Indians are facing the, the, the Rangers in a three-game series in Texas. And I was thinking we could have a friendly wager. Whoever wins uh, the series, Indians or Rangers, uh, the losing team, the fan of the losing team has to do something embarrassing. And here's my idea. I want to run it by our listeners and Brandon. And if you guys think it's lame, we won't do it. We'll think of something else. But I don't know about you guys, but uh, have any of you ever brushed your teeth and then drank a, a glass of orange juice? It might be the worst experience of your life. Like they, they could torture people with that and people would reveal state secrets easy. So I'm thinking loser has to record themselves brushing their teeth or, or doing mouth ro- mouthwash, spitting it out and then slamming a glass of orange juice. Well, no, Hemi, we might go viral that one. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm just saying, I think that's going to be fun. That is fun. shit that, like, a kindergarten teacher would punish their kids with. <laughs> like, if you guys don't sleep during nap time, I'm going to brush your teeth and make you drink orange juice. Yeah, maybe if that orange juice had about a fucking half gallon of vodka in it, then maybe <laughs> that would be a punishment. We'll think of something. I want the fans out there. I want our new fans out there to tell us. driver if you did that. Yeah, and it'll get you fucked up. That's the whole point. <laughs> you got to chug it immediately. So I'll brush my teeth to get myself nice and fresh to get fucked up. But listen to me. That is a horrible idea. I want the fans to decide the, the punishment because I can't deal with this fucking preschool shit. <laughs> I mean, it's so straight-laced that his fucking idea of pain is drinking orange juice after having, you know, crest in his mouth. You've clearly never done it. So, all right. Fair enough. Hey, you know what? We'll the way that you suck down, suck down shit in, you know, a couple seconds, we can have some fun with that. So, But that was our more straight-laced segment. So let's get into yeah, some more got, fun shit. Yeah. All right. It's time to talk uh, dynasties. Um, basically, there's been, you know, a dynasty is when one team just has a run for, you know, say over a course of like 10 years or something where they just absolutely dominate. Um, and are they good? Are they bad? I mean, I grew up on, on sports dynasties. I mean, the Indians were a powerhouse in the nineties. They didn't win the whole thing, but I mean, they made the, they won the division every year, went to the world you know series what? a couple times. You're not a dynasty um, but, if you don't win yeah, championships. I know, I know, I know. But the bulls, I grew up on the Chicago bulls. I was the biggest fan of Michael Jordan ever. I mean, I seriously, I have, I still have posters of Michael Jordan. I watch, I have like videotapes of Michael Jordan. I went and watched Space Jam in theaters. <laughs> Jacks off uh, to Michael Jordan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, uh, and, and, and he won all, I watched all of his six championships growing up too. So uh, during his double uh, three-peats. So for me, there are good things with dynasties. I mean, that, that got me super interested in basketball. I mean, I eventually transitioned to the Cavs when Jordan retired, but uh, I was the biggest freaking Bulls fan because of him um, and, and then winning it all. So I guess I, I briefly was a, a bandwagoner for a little bit, um, but there's other dynasties that I can't stand, like that the New England Patriots. I mean, I think part of it's out of jealousy because I'm a Cleveland Browns fan and they've had – two winning records since 1999 and they've made the playoffs one time, but I just, I can't stand the new England Patriots. Like just 
the thought of them just infuriates me watching Bill Belichick in his stupid ass fucking sweater and hoodie walking out there and raising that, that trophy, the Lombardi. It, it just drives me nuts. So, all right, we'll let you uh, get your opinion in here on, uh, on dynasties. I think dynasties are a good thing for sports. How the fuck is winning a bad thing? You get a team that just brings national attention. It brings dynasties bring attention to people that don't want to pay attention. So when they start hearing that, there's people that don't give a fuck about sports, but they they hate the Patriots enough to watch them, or they hated the Bulls enough to watch them. You know what I mean? Or they hated the the 49ers in in the in the 80s. You know they hated the Cowboys in the 90s. These these people that just hate for a living draws them to sports for dynasties. Dynasties grow the sport. It gives somebody that doesn't care something to look forward to toppling them. See, this is the thing, like, most people hate success. Let's just be fucking frank here. You know, I will be frank. Listen, people hate success because they aren't successful. The average American, the reality is the average person in the world, they really won't be shit outside of their immediate family's eyes. You know, and some of their closest friends, you know, people can't deal with the fact that they're ordinary. Everybody thinks they're special. But the fact of the matter is you're not fucking special. Most of you listening are not fucking special. So, you know, they don't like the fact that somebody or something is extraordinary. So they find reasons to hate success. This is just in sports. This is in business. This is in people in general. They hate relationships being great. They hate friendships being great they just they don't like success because it makes them feel inferior which they are i'm inferior to tom fucking brady admit it i will admit that other people just can't handle that he succeeds so they create this this false deflate gate and and they and i know deep down inside they think it's bullshit but they have to push that agenda because there's no fucking way that tom brady's the superman that can win five rings and surpass joe montana and just be the greatest football player of all time. There's no way that he can do this because he's too successful. He has to have some sort of – there's got to be some sort of edge that he's expo- exposing. So what did he do? He, he deflated a football where the science ended up being bullshit, and they actually proved it. And then during that – that was during the first half where they, were, they didn't do shit in the first half. Second half, they come out and beat the shit out of the Colts with a fucking regulation football, but that don't matter. Because that first half, when they didn't do shit anyways, that football was deflated. Fuck yes. that We found it, guys. We found the reason why he's so good. It's not because he's better than us, because there's no way that we're inferior to other people. We're great. No. Bill Belichick is a better, a better coach than everybody else because he thinks intricately about every situation. He finds the edge in every situation. And that's where people just can't stand success. They can't stand Anything that has to do with themselves feeling lower. They're a lower tier human being. Everybody wants to think that we're all the same. We all have the same abilities. Motherfucker, I cannot jump from the foul line and dunk a basketball. I don't give a shit. I'm a five eleven and a half white guy. I cannot do it. So I don't feel inferior when I watch MJ dunk the shit out of a basketball from the foul line. Other people, you know, they, they always have to have some sort of excuse for these people. And it's just... It's pathetic. It's pathetic to me that people don't like the Patriots and think that they they have they call them cheaters. They had to cheat to win all these things. No, they didn't. Matter of fact, I have a statistics to tell you this. Basically, I'm I'm gonna tell you how many uh, teams that have more cheating infractions and more scandals than them. 
Okay, these these are all the teams that have more cheating infractions in the NFL than the Patriots, the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens, the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts, the Oakland Raiders, Pittsburgh Steelers, Washington Redskins, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the same amount. Um, Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, Falcons, Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, who've been in the league, long, you know what, 20 years? If these are all teams that have more either um, you know, known scandals or they've been literally penalized. Like the Denver Broncos are the worst cheaters in all the sports. Did you know in 1998, they, they, had, they had the, in the, MS, or the um, NFC champion, and the AFC championship game, they got caught. It was a blizzard. It was a cold-ass game. They got caught putting Vaseline on their arms so the offensive lineman did, and they had to fine them $5,000. But that's all they did. They got fined $5,000, and they went on to the Super Bowl and won it. And nobody gives a flying fuck. Why? Because they, they won two in a row, but they weren't this dynasty. They weren't this immortal team that these New England Patriots are in the last decade. So nobody, everybody gives them a pass. Could you fucking imagine if Tom Brady's offensive linemen put fucking Vaseline on their arms so people slid off of them and pancake their asses? Oh, my God. The Patriots would be fined $10 million and lose the next 17 draft picks, and they'd probably be stripped of all their rings. This is the <laughs> shit I'm talking about. You know, everybody just picks and chooses, like, who they don't want. And Tom Brady is an extremely handsome guy. You know, they hate the fact that not only does he have a banging-ass wife who's hot as shit, his kids are all respectful. He does everything the right way. He doesn't go out and party. He 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 deals well with fans. He's handsome. He he's funny in his commercials. He stuck it up Roger Goodell's ass. Like people don't like the fact that he basically has no flaws. And it comes back to my point that they think everybody thinks they're special. So that's that's he did, my take he on did that. get that his phone destroyed just to uh, hide some evidence. Whatever. Just, I just want to throw that man. out there. But. Uh, you know, not every dynasty's you know, brings a, a shit ton of attention. I mean, you brought that up, that point, that it gets people that don't care to care. I mean, look at the UConn women's basketball team. They have won 10 national championships in the last 16 years. They have had six undefeated seasons, completely undefeated, where they won the national championship. And nobody still gives a fuck. Well, they do. Like, you got to do this in the relative terms here. Relative to every other basketball team outside of Tennessee basketball, Pat Summit, they're the only ones getting coverage. They're on national tele- television. They everybody knows their coach's name, Gino. Um, they know, um, you know, that they're they're like on a hundred and I'm just going to ballpark at 110, 111, 112 game win streak right now. They broke their own record. Um, you know, they're about to, they're just basically they're going to mow everybody and win another national championship. But yeah, they don't get the same recognition as everybody else, like you know, in the NFL. And you know, that's a dynasty right there, though. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but women's basketball was nobody gave a fuck. It nobody they barely got printed in the paper. You know what I mean? They didn't even have a tab on ESPN at one point. But uh, team the two teams that did that was Tennessee and UConn, and then U- UConn they still get you know they're still on headlines for their winning streak and stuff. So I I say in relative terms. That dynasty that UConn brought has definitely raised awareness of women's basketball for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'll be the first to admit, I think part of it, 
of why I hate the Patriots is sour grapes. I mean, the Browns had Bill Belichick as their coach, and they didn't do shit. I mean, he uh, was he benched Bernie Kosar, and then the Browns moved away, and then Belichick goes on and becomes the greatest coach of all time. I mean, part of it's like, wh- why couldn't you do that with the Browns when you <laughs> were here? Um, that 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 but it just pissed me off. And seeing a Michigan guy uh, become the the greatest quarterback of all time when when he wasn't even that good in college. I mean. That, that annoyed me system. too. Yeah, but you know his mind was there. He's a student of the game, and it, you know he 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 just peaked differently. But wh- who do you think? What what would you say is the greatest dynasty of all time? Uh, I mean, the Celtics had a a hell of a run when uh, they had. I mean, they were. Hey, by so the way, there, where's where, how's their chat box looking? Anybody talking? Uh, a little bit. Uh, they haven't thrown anything out since. Uh, we were talking about the punishment. Steve said that toothbrush plus orange juice equals Guantanamo. <laughs> See, <laughs> sarcasm is strong with that baller. No, no, he meant it. He meant it. <laughs> yeah, right. He... <laughs> anyway, back to this. Um, yeah, that's a good dynasty. But that's your pick then. My pick is the Patriots. My pick is the Patriots, and it's not even like a homer thing because I love their. It's just the fact yeah, that with, with the parity, it's so it's so hard to dominate football, and in, in general, it's so hard. Not college because you can recruit over everybody. So what Bama's mm-hmm. done is amazing, but yeah, you know, and like UCLA beat. back in yeah the, stuff like that. NCAA yeah, um, but uh, but what what Patriots are doing, you know, their their consecutive string of 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 you know titles that they've had, um. And then the fact that the, their only playoff um, drought—it's not even a drought—it was the one season when uh, Tom Brady got hurt, and they still won eleven and five, and it, they got they got cut out by the Dolphins because they lost a head-to-head there. But as far as uh, you know, consecutive winning seasons and winning the five Super Bowls, been been in seven of them. Basically, the two that they lost, they needed two miracle plays by Eli Manning to even so Tom Brady could conceivably have seven rings, go seven for seven. I mean. What he, it's just so much harder because think about all the teams that have won the Super Bowl or been to the Super Bowl and have basically cast us. We've casted them aside, and you know there's a, there's a, basically a rotation in 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 pro football that the, you know it doesn't seem that the it doesn't seem like the Pats want to go to the end of the line on that. You know what I mean? They're always up there, you know, trying to get their lunch. So I think that's the greatest dynasty of all time, just just based on how hard it is. I think I know the Celtics. They won like eight straight championships, but they, that's kind of an era where they had the athletes to do so, mm-hmm. and, the, and the NBA was still kind of coming its own with like, you know, a lot still had a lot of unathletic white people trying to you know tear that shit up in there. So there's that, and UCLA won all those national championships, but again, it's in an er, you know different era of sports that I'm just not as impressed with. So I'm taking the Pats. All right, think about that. <laughs> I think uh, you get the last word on that one, and and you did your research on this, but you did your homework and uh, made some good arguments. So no, I got I, other I arguments for really that. Disagree with you. Now, this does take us to uh, segment time. Uh, I believe it is time for the Brandon Sharples Rant of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna hit you fucking liberals hard this time. 
listen to me. These SJWs, these, you know, these guys are just ridiculous. Social justice warriors, everybody. This whole, this whole movement just blows my mind. And I, I want, I want a disclaimer here. I'm not even a Republican. It's just that the, the liberal movement has been so shitty that it's almost pushing me to be a Republican, which is crazy because I don't even agree with more, not even half of their views. I think they're psychos too. But the point is, like, you have these women, you know, they're trying to wear Muslim attire, you know, to support women, when really they're just supporting the suppressive culture on women of the Middle East. It's, it's a completely ironic issue. You know, it's like a communist way of looking at things, like similar to Russia and China and North Korea, you know, failing state of Venezuela. You know, you got these SJWs. They're the most intolerant fucking group of people in the country. You know, freedom is awesome. Doing what you want to do is awesome. Uh, having having the rights and, you know, moving people in and out of the country you want is awesome. You know, freedom's okay to them unless you disagree with them. Once you disagree with them, then they raise hell. You know, they mace innocent pregnant women, and, and, and they cause all these riots, and they, and they spray paint swastikas on people's doors to try and make it seem like we have this amazing, crazy, racist country when really they're just baiting people. You know, I see this all the time. You know, they shove these petty-ass agendas that affect – you know, they affect a fraction of the population, like these transgender equal rights. You know what I mean? They push these. That, that associate with a very small fraction of the population, and they push it as legislation, and they push it on a large mass population. And there's, there's a difference between treating people with respect, which is what I agree with. You should always treat people with respect, and trans people are no different. You need to treat them with respect. They don't need to be shit on, but you don't need to change people's lives to basically make a small fraction group of people feel better and change it in a drastic way. And then call people racist because they don't want people sharing bathrooms with certain people. Like that, what's wrong with their opinion that they don't want their children or themselves to share bathrooms with opposite sex or transgender people? That's their prerogative. That's what they. That's their. Uh, you know, their idea of what's right. What, what? Why are? Why is your idea of right better than the next person's? And you know, the whole idea of democracy is to do everything as a as a one country as a whole. What? What a you know what would be best for the society in a large percentage, not these small percentage bullshit ideas. You know, and they and they completely ignore like the mental illness that's associated with with trans, you know, the transgender folks. That a lot of them have a lot of suicidal ideation. They have other mental illness diseases like bipolar. You know, that's all linked to them. So it's like they want us to accept uh, gender as a cultural, you know issue when when it's, it's science it, it has a lot of science behind it and they want to ignore that they want to kick science to the curb they're all pro-science until it goes against their argument do you see a trend here you see a trend here whenever it goes against their their argument they they get all ironic about it and they flip-flop it's it's fucking insane to me and they you know they ignore hillary their savior their lord and fucking savior an old ass bought and paid for bitch they they, they ignore her when she's bought and paid for by Saudi Arabia, you know, donating millions of dollars to her, a fucking country that suppresses the shit out of women, stones them. If the women get raped, they're put on trial. Honor killings for gay men, throwing them off fucking buildings. 
and this is and this woman's accepting donations and nobody gives a shit. But Trump, fuck, he wants to deport illegals and build a wall. He's fucking Hitler. He's Hitler 2.0. But you know, it's you, they never make any sense. They never make any sense. You know, they want to flood these streets with these refugees with basically no solid plan on how to execute it, how to pay for it. You know, where are the jobs for these people? Where are the housing going to be for them? And who's paying for it? Who's paying for them? You never know where this money's coming from. Everybody just says, be a good person, have a heart. Well, it's more than that. It's logistics. It's just common fucking sense. And you guys are being retarded about it. It doesn't make any sense to me or anybody else with half a brain. And they, you know, they, they want to overtake Washington. Washington is a cesspool. Washington, you know, there's a child molestation rings going on widespread in D.C. Over 550 kids went missing in D.C. last year. And they, and you got these fucking hipsters, dude. Pizzagate ain't real, bro. Pizzagate ain't real. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, no, you give me a fucking break. Congress is full of people with sick amounts of power doing sick shit. And this is what happens when you get to the top. They have this, like, crave for power. So you have all these, like, weird shit going on. And and, and you got an, administrative, an administration that's in now that's trying to eradicate that, you know, movement, that child molestation movement. That's, like, one of the head things that Trump's trying to do right now, and that doesn't get any, any news. It doesn't receive anything. Why is that? Because most of these people are liberals, and they have and who controls the media right now. That's that that's that's a, that's for another day on that. But there, but you know, you, you got this girl that was just gang raped by an, two illegals who were seventeen and eighteen year old fucking freshmen. And and do you see any mass media about it? Nobody said it on the on the primetime news in, in you know late night news or morning news. They, it was just kind of a story that they ran on print. And you know the the, old, the even the superintendent who's a fucking major liberal of that school was victim blaming a, a girl that got raped by two people when she's 15 years old in a bathroom that were illegal immigrants that were allowed in this school. Where is the fucking outrage by these women wearing pussy hats marching down the fucking square? Where are these women? It, you don't want to know why. Because it was a fucking overload for their brains. They're like, oh shit, oh shit, what do I do? What do I fucking do? Do I do I have the back of this woman or do I have the back of this Muslim? If I'm gonna be considered racist either way, so they just stay fucking silent. So this girl's getting fucking victim shame because nobody wants to ca- cause a ruckus because they're they're illegal immigrants. Is basically what it was. not Muslim. They're illegal. They're illegals from Honduras. And they weren't, and, and nobody wants to to paint the picture that these illegal. So they kind of keep it on the down low because guess what? It would fuck up their agenda, their agenda to l- overload this country from all parts of the world, so they can so they can basically control the masses. That's that's basically what we got going on here. I mean, this is you know this is the kind of world where you this is the kind of world you get when you have a generation growing up on participation awards for getting their fucking asses kicked from pra- uh, you know on the playground through high school you know so you start handing out awards oh it's okay that you were fucking fat and slow when you got last place by about 700 meters but here's a participation award and we'll lift you up in the fucking sky and chant your name and then what happens when they get to the real world 
and fucking little fat Johnny sucks ass at pretty much everything he does. And he gets fucking shit on and fired. He fucking curls up into a goddamn ball. Well, this is real world, motherfuckers. You need to start treating people like the real world. We need to start learning things in school that comes with the real world. Like how to prepare fucking taxes and change your goddamn oil. You need to start hitting the real issues instead of throwing shit down my throat about a fucking tranny or gay rights when they have rights. Gay people have rights. They're awesome people. Everybody I know, I don't know one person. I know a lot of people that literally just hates gay people. That day, those days are over. Those days are fucking over. They're widely accepted. You know, it's like, why do white people? Why do white people supposedly need to have white guilt, especially for things that we weren't alive for and no longer practice? It's because it's easier to guilt people into resources rather than earn them themselves. So that's the truth of the matter. It's time people wake the fuck up and you know start some personal responsibility for their shortcomings. It's your fucking fault. Some of the smartest people I know are black. Some of the most caring people I have ever met are Mexican women I worked with in Arizona. My kids are mixed. It's 2017, people. If you're talented enough and work hard enough, anybody can achieve a certain level of success. Stop blaming society. It's time that these inner cities, the parents start taking responsibility, start teaching their children. It's time for people to wake up and start finding the way to make things correct instead of just talking about it with no palpable solution whatsoever, no palpable change. So I'm getting real sick and tired of getting shit thrown down our throats that we're, we should feel guilty, that we, we should hand out, that if you're rich, you're a piece of shit. Certain rich people are pieces of shit, but not everybody who's rich is a piece of shit. They took – there's people out there that took control of their lives and made something of themselves, and they shouldn't have to feel like shit for it. You know what I mean? Of course the world's fucked up, but you got to look past the, your, your neighbor who you think is a homophobe, and you got to look at the top of the fucking pyramid where the central banks are and all the people that control the wealth, truly control the wealth, not the fucking rich people that were handed the wealth, the people that control everything, the people without names, without a face. That's the only way you'll make a change. That's it. So people need to wake the fuck up, pull your goddamn britches up, and you'll start making some changes. That's that's my rant for this week. Truly motivational from Brandon Sharples. Loves getting shit stuffed down his throat. Yep. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Tired tired of SJWs forcing him to deep throat things. Yeah, I'll tell right. you what, on those SJWs, if you fucking mace my my kids or you punch me in the face and there's some rally that I happen to pass by on the sidewalk, I'm beating the shit out of you. <laughs> Hear that. I'll fuck you up. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. All right. That's a good segment. Um, I might have to make a couple response points, uh, maybe next episode to a couple things. But overall, definitely, uh, yeah, what, it gets you to want to get off your ass. More than anything. All right, yeah. it is time for Hems Gems. Wow, winning. Thank you very much, Charlie Sheen. Uh, just two gems this week. There are two things I want you guys to check out. Number one, it is uh, a TV series I watched on Netflix. It's actually insanely good, super underrated. Not a lot of people know about it. It's called Spotless. It's 
about a dude that cleans up crime scenes uh, after there's been deaths and shit and, you know, people get their brains blown out and he's the guy that comes in and uh, gets him back to, to nor- gets life back to normal. And then he starts working for the mob and cleaning up their crime scenes because uh, money starts getting tight and shit just starts going bananas. It's like a dark comedy out of the UK. It's really fucking good. You guys should check it out. It's called Spotless. It's on Netflix. If you watch the first episode and don't like it, don't watch, but it's only 10 episodes long so far in total. You should watch it. Uh, and then number two, this is hilarious. Remember last week we did uh, the Nerf John Wick. This this week, uh, if you're a fan of Deadpool from uh, the Marvel comics, somebody did a parody of the Gaston song from Beauty and the Beast and made it about Deadpool and a bar fight scene. And it is fucking hilarious. So if you have <laughs> not seen it, we will be linking it on our Facebook page. Um, you need to check it out. It's amazing. These, these guys did a really, really good job with it. So uh, highly recommend you check it out. And um, if you can't find it, we'll post it on our Facebook page. So uh, Deadpool, Beauty and the Beast song and Spotless are my gems for the week. So uh, one of our last things, though, uh, we got to talk about Brandon's bets. I mean, you've done okay. You did okay the first time. You went uh, one and one after episode one. And then last week, you started strong. You gave out eight bets, uh, four each for days one and two of the Sweet 16. Day one, you went two, one, and one. You were in a nice profit. And then it all went to shit. Yeah. Oh, and, oh and four on day two of the Sweet 16. <laughs> so you oh, ended up going there. Uh, Two, two, five, and one. So, are, are we going to get a chance to redeem yourself? This Fuck, week? I mean, like I, I gave you a disclaimer. This is an NCAA <laughs> tournament. I don't even like betting basketball, but I do. I've, I've actually had some success with it. But it's a tough game to to bet, especially in the NCAA tournament. And you got these teams like South Carolina. So, I mean, I fuck. I mean, I tried my best. I gave you a disclaimer beforehand. I will try. And redeem myself. I'm I'm gonna take Oregon plus five. Okay. Now, um, if I'm gonna tell you this, I'm gonna actually pick them straight up to win, and that's a plus one seventy five. So if you bet a hundred, you're gonna get a hundred and seventy five back. So uh, I'm gonna take that because I think they can. They have a good shot to beat North Carolina. Uh, so I would like that straight up bet. Gamecocks. I'm taking Gamecocks. Plus six and a half. Now I'm doing that because they have the big bodies in the center to kind of hang with Gonzaga, and they just got the they got the momentum on their side. So I'll take them plus six and a half, and that's a that's 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 a solid bet right there. Um, that's that's minus one fifteen. So it basically, if you're betting a hundred, you're going to get eighty six ninety six back. So. Um, if you want to parlay these, you can. You can get some good money in the parlays. Basically, if you parlay those two, if you parlay Oregon straight up and take the points with South Carolina, you bet a hundred bucks, you'll win four hundred fourteen dollars and thirteen cents. So, if That'd you want to take a chance, go ahead. That's a good bet. Yeah. I mean, that would that like would make that. up that would make up a lot for last week. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I had a bad week, but you know, it is what it is. I just, I, I can't wait for football to make you guys a lot of money. So. Yep. But yeah, getting that's a, my pick. Getting one week closer. 
<laughs> oh yeah, every week. But uh, I like, you know, like I said, everybody needs to share our page. Please like it, share it, um, give us our feedback. Hemi, uh, check the chat. Did anybody say anything? Uh, nope. Looks like uh, Favreau's been idle for the most part. So got no, nothing new to say. But okay, um, I do want to say, please check out our Facebook at Odds Podcast. Uh, you can find it easy um, at oddspodcast.wordpress.com. We have a basic website that we built. It's going to have some cool content, um, articles, and all kinds of other shit. Um, all Brandon's bets are posted there as well uh, since we're tracking them. Um, our Twitter page, we're not really active with that, but if you want to follow it for now, it's podcast at odds because some prick has the name at odds podcast on Twitter. Um what else? We have a SoundCloud. We have a YouTube channel where we're breaking down in the specific segments of the episodes. If you want just uh, if you don't have enough time to listen to a whole show, you can listen to like the specific things you wanted to hear about. So a lot of cool stuff coming up and keep an eye out. We might be announcing a guest, a special guest for next week's show. So stay tuned, guys. And last, this is going to be the last time we do it, but uh, you're going to get Rickrolled. One more time, bitches. Peace.